going on, everybody? Blaine and Mickey on a Thursday. How in the world are you? Lonzo, I'm going to shout out Lonzo in his own TV chat. Every day, Blaine, as soon as we start, or right before our music plays, Lonzo. <laughs> that means Lonzo, it's, it's, on a, it's on alert on his phone to start. It started up. Right? Lonzo is there every day and always awesome. hits us with a, what up, Blaine, Mickey, and Lucas. He, he hits all three of us, Lonzo. So what up to you? Appreciate everybody who joins us on Zone TV. We appreciate everybody who joins us uh, joins us on the radio or via app, or if you check out the podcast later. No matter how you do it, we appreciate you doing it, spending part of your day with us. Uh, Titans news this morning. This makes me nervous. Uh, Mike Garofolo. Titans are signing punter Johnny Townsend to the active roster. Blaine, not the practice squad. Raiders fifth-round pick in 2018. He punted in one game for the Ravens last season. Brett Kern was limited yesterday with a groin. Craig Ackerman said Kern is day-to-day earlier today in Craig Ackerman's uh, media availability. Brett Kern day-to-day. Brett Kern. Best punter in the business. Man, now now the jinx has gotten to the punter. The jinx on the kicking game is led over to the punter, man. And it was so bad, they said right groin. I've never heard them say specific growing ever or any injury, right leg or any, you know, right hamstring. I've never, right calf. And he punts with the right leg, which is attached directly to the right groin. The leg <laughs> bone connected to the groin bone. <laughs> I mean, that's science right there, kids. Yeah, I, Learn I, it. I, I know it's kind of interesting. It. And by the way, Lawan is on the injury report with a toe. I was, uh, you know, you said, I thought it, I was assuming it was his knee, but it's his toe. No, here, here, toe, toe. We all uh-oh. know that toe can take a big human being down. Just imagine this, uh, people that's all listening, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children as well. Just imagine a big elephant and he hurts his toe. You cannot, he cannot walk. He will be limping. And then he'll just say, forget it. I'm done. I'm going to sit down until my toe is healed or where I can walk better. So that's what happens. That's, that's how LaJuan feels about a toe, let alone I hope it's not on the same side as his, his knee. <laughs> so we don't know because they didn't give us a designation of which side of the, the foot that is on. Is it the right toe or the left toe foot? <laughs> it says toe. And you, you and Kevin Dyson have said this over and over. Sometimes when injured. one thing is hurt, you do everything you can to not hurt that thing, and you hurt something else. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not. You're subconsciously kind of protecting yourself, and you're not knowing it. And you'll fall different, or you're compensating. You're not really knowing you're doing it until after the fact. You know, until you watch the tape and go, "Dang, why am I doing that?" Oh, I'm trying to protect myself. Yeah. So, yeah. And so he's got a toe, and then uh, I know you talked about Darrington Evans, but uh, he is not off the IR list. And I think this is about close to two months now, Mickey. You you know you know math better than me. I can't even count you know past uh, one month. But uh, it seems like it's been a long time. I'm getting a little never nervous, nervous for him because it what three more weeks or so, then he has to be on there permanently, right? Six uh six or seven weeks or so into the season. If you're still on the IR, you can't come back up. At least that was the rule last year. I don't know if that was for COVID or not. But uh, yeah, that that that's not good. Yeah, so this it, it, is a young whippersnapper, man. He should be able to run for days. Non-contact injury, boy. That'll scare you. Yeah. This was this was the whole injury report yesterday. A.J. Brown, hamstring, didn't practice. Bud Dupree, knee, didn't practice. Caleb Farley, shoulder, didn't practice. Julio Jones, hamstring. 
Did not practice. Taylor Lewan Toe did not practice. Laurel Murchison Elbow did not practice. Christian Fulton Ankle Limited. He said he said yesterday, I'm good. Uh, Brett Kern, right groin, as you mentioned. I mean, we're, t- we're targeting groin areas now. This is the right, right, right. groin. Meanwhile, we, don't, we didn't know what was wrong with Marcus Johnson. Like, any designation. He's still not. Besides, besides he's practicing. He looked good. He can practice, I'm assuming, because it, he was running around in, in warm-ups. It's still no designation on Marcus Johnson. He's the greatest medical mystery that there is. Uh, so, Brett Kern, not left groin, right groin. And as we said, the right groin is connected to yeah. his right leg that he punched with. Roger <laughs> Saffold, shoulder limited. Saffold doesn't seem to practice a whole lot. I mean, yeah, he, they're saving good. him for the game day. Jay on Brown, hamstring was full participant. Anthony Ferkser, knee Full participant. It would be great to get certainly both of those guys back uh, again. And For sure with the tight ends because you may go more tight ends heavy and just maybe go four or five receivers in the game, you know, because you know, you're going to run the football and maybe you can use the tight ends as receivers in different formations. So you can go heavy on tight ends in the game. And, and Ferkser seems to give you some options just as a pass catcher where you could put him – where you could line him up, things you could do with him. Move right, him. yeah. Could, well, you can move him. You can put him in a slot. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can move him into the backfield and then lead him out of, you know, out to the passing route. So you can do a lot of different things with him. Uh, I don't know if he's an every down back. I know he picked up some weight or he looks bigger anyway. And uh, so it'd be good to see him out there moving around. Good, solid player. He's a solid player. Um, and another one of those stories where they kind of found him just out there and, Came in here, he carved out a role. Remember, the thing about Ferkser was he didn't drop a pass any time in practice or game for however long it was. It, it got to be a pretty long streak before he well, ever – Well, in regular season? Yep. He uh, got to like – I remember in preseason, he dropped it against uh, Pittsburgh three times. Yeah. And I was like, well, I thought he didn't drop by. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. They just targeted him a lot. And then after that, he responded and came back, and I guess the rest is history. Uh, on Monday – Sharif Finch got signed to the practice squad. People might remember Finch. He was around here for a couple of years. He's, he's got an interesting story. He had like 17 brothers and sisters. I remember interviewing oh. him a couple of times. He had a really? huge family that he came from. He's bounced around the league. He's back, and here's why. Derek Roberson and Rashad Weaver both went on injured reserve. And Bud Dupree did not play last game. And is a, not did practicing. not practice on Monday. So let me ask you this. Well, he's Bit- coming straight in, and, and, and he could dress. Now, he knows the system. I'm sure they make some tweaks to it. Yeah. But he could pick up that pretty quickly. He knows the, you know, fundamental principles of the, you know, the defense. So, yeah, I think he'd be fine if he if he played yeah, in a backup role. Mm-hmm. Would you consider, because he knows the system, he was just here, would you consider, beep, 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 beep. hey, John Simon, uh, we need you to get down here and take a COVID test. Here's your uniform. I would definitely consider that uh, probably put him on a practice squad because we know he he knows the system. He's been he's worked with Variable before with the yeah. Texans, uh, but I, I you know I didn't think he did. I didn't think he showed a burst and explosion on the pass rush, but you know he can be a serviceable body yeah. for a week or two yeah. or until you need him. I think it really determines on uh, Dupree if you think he can contribute, even if it's in a rotational role at this point. I think I would hold off on that, but they know better than we do. I, I have no idea. Like I, I mean, Bud Dupree dressing and then not playing is just like, whoa, man, it was the Colts. Yeah, you saw what the Colts did with their quarterback. Yeah, 
Bud Debris, uh, he's a pretty good player. Uh, desperate times, desperate measures. I guess maybe it wasn't desperate enough. <laughs> hey, they weren't even desperate enough to put Julio so in it. in the fourth quarter. He was tight. <laughs> not even to be a decoy, Blaine. Like, not even to just go like, hey, man, man. try to jog out there like nothing's wrong uh, and line up and let two people stand out there with you when we get, like, to this point in the red zone. That's all we need you to do. Glad you bring that up. I really don't believe anything was wrong with that dude, man. <laughs> I, I just think Vrabel decided that – we're going to send you over here. And maybe he felt like he needed to rest. Remember I told you about they wear those things that, you know, talks about how much, uh, you know, <laughs> you know. They have monitors that right, they wear. Yeah, know, dehydration and everything else, you know, during practice. And maybe he felt like, hey, man, I'm starting to see him slow down a little bit here, maybe give him a break. And then you lost track of where we're at. And then you're still moving the ball. So you feel like, all right, stay over there, stay over there, stay over there. And, you know, uh, meanwhile, I'm sure <laughs> Julio's going, what are we doing? Why am I not out there? They, well, oh, they, they did just give me a check. I, I don't know why I'm not out there. <laughs> I'm drinking water and Gatorade right now. <laughs> I'm hydrated, boss. Yeah, I'm hydrated. So I don't know, man. But yeah, guess what? It didn't cost the team at the end of the day. So uh, now Julio, I'm assuming he's going to play. Uh, but I'm also going to assume there will not be another time that Julio is not out there in the fourth quarter for rest purposes and a coach's decision. If I was just guessing, and, that, that, you know, that's <laughs> it's not against Vrabel or, or Julio. Either way, I think you got to play guys until they run out. And here's, here's one thing you can look at. Derrick Henry, the king. Yeah. He's got the most carries in the first three games. Is that right? At least in this season, for sure. Maybe in NFL history. <laughs> Uh, ever. I, I don't recall you resting him. You can say he's a cyborg. He's from out. It doesn't matter. He's out there. They Remember, they kept talking about Landry's reps last year and two years ago. I said, they don't care about no reps. They're all about winning. Next man up. Well, you run till you run out of gas. Yep. Run till you run, Forrest. Run. Hey, man. I don't, I, if I was coaching, hey, man, look, stay out there. I don't care if you jog off the line. They doubled you. Right. Thank you. Got to get the next one. They're still playing to Harold Landry all the reps. He yeah. played all of them last week. And every time I see him walk back to the huddle, I see him with one arm on his, on his hip, walking <laughs> slow back to the huddle. He's conserving energy, that's for sure. No doubt. But he's playing well, no too. Doubt. You know, so he's, he's playing yeah. well. So I, I get why he's out there. But, you know, you got these weapons. I know you got to rest them at times, but eh, that would have been a tough one for me to say, hey, man, I would have been looking at him like, what are you doing? I, I can tell you a story real quick. <laughs> Javon Curse is standing on the sideline, and my buddy, who I'm really tight with, Keith Embrace, on the field. And I'm going, what are you doing? It's third down, man. Get, go get Javon. He said, oh, he tired. I see Javon squatted, exhausted, with water pouring down his throat. And then you go, oh, okay. So I would have been on offense, and I'm telling him, like, where's Julio? Yeah. We in the red zone. I would have poked. Poke my head out the huddle. Where he at? Come on, get in here. I wave him right back in. Come on, back in. Come on, come on, streamers. Come on. Yeah. No way, no how. Mm -mm. But, you know, defensive guys are different than offensive guys. (laughs) 
Blaine brought up a good point. Uh, we got some numbers. We can hit those in the last segment of the hour. Are you guys worried about overuse with Derrick Henry? Yeah. We're going to put out this poll on Twitter on Blaine and Mickey, at Blaine and Mickey on Twitter, and it's simple. Do you worry about overuse with Derrick Henry, yes or no? Just tweeted that out. You can go there and answer it. Take some phone calls on that. We do have a guest, though, coming up next. We got Eric, Eric Coleman. Coleman, who is a longtime NFL player mm-hmm. who covers the Jets now. Let's go inside the Jets. We'll do that next. But uh, hit us up. You can answer in Zone TV. You can answer on Twitter. Are you worried about overuse with Derrick Henry? Because like Blaine said, they never seem to be worried about his touches. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 <laughs> The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5. Start spreading the news. Titans and Jets on Sunday ought to be a fun one. Titans headed up to the Big Apple. Let's talk to a guy who knows about playing pro ball up there. Eric Coleman joins us now. Nine-year NFL vet. Co-host of uh, New York Jets Late Night on CBS. That sounds fun. CBS New York is the (laughs) co-host of Inside the Jets on ESPN Radio. Eric, you're busy, man. I appreciate you taking time to talk to us. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to to talk about the game with you guys. Uh, You know, I've heard some great things about y'all work well that's Blake <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bishop he's been telling you some good stuff well, I mean, you know it's, it's all the audience and everybody else contributing to those uh, great ratings so yeah <laughs> let's uh let's start with this uh Marcus May is out uh you know how big is that I know he's the second leading tackler uh for the Jets but I heard our own Dave McGinnis who does color on the broadcast he was on uh our morning show this morning on the station, and he called him that dude. And he said, anytime you lose that dude, it's that bad. Yeah, it's going to be a big blow for the Jets. You know, Marcus is you know, obviously the, the franchise player uh, for the team, uh, a, a big leader in the secondary. He keeps all the communication square, um, great tackler, does a great job pressuring the quarterback. Uh, is really one of those impact players. So, uh, you know, the Jets defense was – was playing pretty solid. You know, they've had some, you know, obviously they they haven't had a win yet, but defensively they've been very competitive and it's because of guys like Marcus May out there flying around and, you know, he's got to be missed in that, in that young secondary. Joined by Eric Coleman, longtime NFL player, covers the Jets now for uh, CBS New York and ESPN Radio and the Big Apple. Well, naturally, Eric, thanks for coming on, but uh, we have to address the quarterback. Zach Wilson, what do you think they're doing, I guess, to help him? I guess maybe we should start with what's your, your thoughts on his play thus far, and do you believe he can be that franchise quarterback being drafted so high? Well, you know, listen, I, I think Zach is, has a lot of potential. I think Zach, he, he wants it. Uh, he's, he's a very hard worker. He's in the film room. He's always the last guy at the facility. You know, he obviously has the physical tools uh, to, to be a great quarterback, and I think that's he, he's moving in that direction. You know, he's very young. And, Blaine, you know how we do the young quarterbacks when they get in the league, especially in their first three weeks of the league. You know, you're disguising coverages. You're you're mixing things up. You're giving them looks that they've never seen before. So, you know, quite frankly, he's getting fooled into, you know, throwing some interceptions. And, uh, you know, and there's some, some things about the NFL game that you have to adjust to. You know, for instance, you know, maybe in college you might be able to – your receiver gets open, you got the cannon, you can throw the ball and, and, and hit the receiver. In the NFL, you, kind of, you have to anticipate that receiver being open and throw before he breaks because that window closes so fast because the the athletes are are just amazing you know these guys are, are out here moving they're coming out of breaks they're making plays in the ball and you can't make mistakes or hesitate so i think that as he grows uh, he'll continue to blossom and you'll start to see why he was drafted number two overall for the, by the jets what does the jets offensive line and running game look like thus far because typically when you have a young quarterback in his first year, you got to have a running game 
to kind of help him out, and that starts with your offensive line. So does, do they have that all in place for him, or, you know, they're still working a work in progress? You, you know, it is a work in progress. They, they started the season off strong, um, obviously with Makai Becton, you know, one of the, one of the larger-than-life oh, figures yes, yeah. in the NFL, the left tackle um, out there on the left side. Then they drafted Elijah Vera Tucker uh, in the first round from USC. Uh, you, you know, and they have a, a Connor McGovern in the middle. They have a solid offensive line, but then uh, Makai Becton goes down. You know, he's out for, uh, I believe, six weeks, had a little knee surgery. Uh, he'll be back later in the season. Uh, George Fant has to move from right tackle to left tackle, and he's he stated that, you know, it's very difficult to move from one side of the, the offensive line to the other. Uh, and but But with that being said, you know, Zach Wilson has been sacked quite a few times. Um, he's got pressure, but that offensive line is coming along. You know, they're, they're doing a, they did a solid job last week uh, against Von Miller. Uh, you know, the quarterback, you know, the, 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 the tough part about it is that when you have a young quarterback, he maybe he doesn't get the ball out as quick. Uh, the receivers, maybe they weren't getting enough separation. So, you know, you can't blame the offensive line for everything. Uh, but that run game, they want to run the football. You know, they brought in Tevin Coleman. They have LaMichael P. Ryan. Michael Carter is a rookie out of North Carolina who's going to be making a big impact this year, both in the pass and run game. So uh, they, they want to be a run-first team, a run-heavy team, uh, to get him some protection. Uh, but it just hasn't materialized like that because they've been down in games and you have to throw to catch up. Well, we had a LaFleur here. He is now the head coach <laughs> of Green Bay. You guys have a LaFleur, right? This is his brother, Mike LaFleur, is the OC. How's he doing with the play caller? Yeah, my, yeah Mike LaFleur is, yeah, he, I mean, great guy. You know, uh, very creative with the play calling. Uh, and, you know, this is his first year calling plays as well. So, you know, you have a, a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, um, a rookie offensive coordinator, everybody who's kind of going through uh, the growing process together. So uh, it takes time. You know, in New York, uh, they're not very patient, you know, for, <laughs> for developing teams, and as, as you guys may know. Uh, but at the same time, uh, that's just part of the process. You know, you have to, you know, learn each other's personalities, learn each other's strengths and weaknesses, and, and just continue to develop that. Uh, I think, you know, Robert Sala has done a great job of putting together a coaching staff. I, I really do like the coaching staff. The players love playing for him. And when you guys watch this team play on Sunday, you'll see a team that plays with a lot of fire. You know, they're, they're the youngest team in the NFL, uh, but you can't tell it by their effort. You know, they, they're flying around. They're, 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 you know, it doesn't matter if they make mistakes or not. You know, they're, they're out there hustling and, and hitting hard uh, from whistle to whistle. Well, one more thing on the offensive side. I, I think he's injured now, but how has Elijah Moore done? Because, it, you know, we thought they were going to draft him here with the Titans. So I'll be interested to see mm-hmm. if he's been productive or is he just been injured so far? No, Elijah has been playing. Uh, you know, he, he's been contributing offensively. Um, he hasn't had the, the amount of targets that I think that the Jets would like him to have. Uh, but, you know, he's a big part of the offense. He's a, he's a big-time leader on this team. You know, one of those guys where, you know, you can throw him the short slant and he'll, he'll break it. You know, he'll break it 80 yards. So um, just got to give him the opportunity, give him the reps, uh, get that ball in his hand, you know, however you can, because he is a, he's a truly a special player, and he's going to have a great career in this league. Well, with uh, Eric Coleman, ESPN Radio New York, and pre- and post-game for the New York Jets. Eric, uh, Corey Davis is certainly a, a guy who Titans fans, they loved watching him play, and he's a, just a, a great dude, kind of a quiet guy, soft-spoken. I saw a quote from him this week. He was asked if the Titans were interested in re-signing him. And this was the quote, no, sir. Another question, <laughs> did that bother you? He said, a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. That sounds like a guy who's quietly 
going to go out and, you know, try to go like eight for 160 and two TDs on Sunday. <laughs> well, you know, there's always motivation when you play against a team or you feel they didn't want you, right? You know, you, you, know, you feel like they were, you were cast aside. They had bigger and better plans. Uh, to move forward without you. And, you know, Corey Davis is a, is a very special player. So, you know, guys have to come up with motivation no matter what. You know, you always – I remember Tom Brady back in the day when he was in the playoffs with the with the Patriots, and he's trying to play like the nobody thinks we can win card, you know, our back against the wall. I, I think a lot of guys do that. Uh, but, but when you're playing against your old team, of course you want to go out there and prove to them that you should have been the guy – uh, they should have kept you. They should have invested in you in the future uh, because I'm sure, it's, you know, I heard great things about Nashville, the organization. I'm sure it's a great place to play. So, uh, you know, a lot of players would like to stuck, stick around there. Um, you mentioned Robert Sala. Um, the Adam Gase thing, we are seeing a completely different Ryan Tannehill here. He's a completely different guy than the guy who played for uh, Adam Gase. And then, Sam Darnold leaves, and he's got like 888 yards passing in three games. It's the most anybody's ever had with a new team because he's out from under uh, the influence of Adam Gase. Is Sala the guy who can clean up that mess and get the Jets? Because when you played for the Jets, they were good. You had, what, a couple of 10-win seasons. Is he Mm -hmm. the guy who can make it like that again, do you think? Absolutely. You know, I think that, uh, you know, with some patience, you know, he's going to get his guys in the locker room and and develop them. I mean, you you have to see the attitude of the players. They love playing for this guy. Uh, The coaches love coaching for him. Uh, He has an infectious attitude and and a love for the game and a knowledge of the game, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But when you bring in, you know, coaching staff, you bring in like a Michael LaFleur, you bring in, uh, you know, Leon Washington, one of my former teammates is is an assistant running back coach. Uh, You know, Miles Austin is on the coaching staff, the former Cowboys receiver. You know, these are are good guys that that love developing players and the players love listening to. And I I really think that you're going to see, you know, maybe not in the beginning of the season. You're not going to see, you know, this isn't going to be a, you know, eight, nine win season for the Jets. But at the same time, they're going to, trend in the right direction and you're going to they're building the foundation right now and you're going to see them have that success in the years to come what was it like watching the gays thing up close like watching a car wreck every Sunday? what was that like <laughs> oh man it was uh, i'm not gonna lie to you you know at times it was very tough you know because i'm uh you know i'm in a tough position because i'm doing you know the post-game show you know at the team facility and you know they they come out and it's just like game after game of, of non-production and you know you feel bad for the players because everybody in that locker room wants to win and they want to you know go out there and perform all the coaches want to win as well but you know when it doesn't materialize it is like watching a car accident you know and and then you know you have the new york media that's all over them and just relentless you know you, you feel bad for everyone in the locker room but um, you know, especially for guys like Sam Darnold. You know, Sam was a good, was a really good kid. Uh, I got to interview him several times, got to talk with him, and just a really good player. I'm super happy for his success that he's having in Carolina and glad that he got another opportunity to, to go out and extend his career. But, you know, when he's out there playing, it was like all the receivers were hurt. He's throwing the guys off practice squad. You know, the offensive line, it was like us three were out there blocking for him. <laughs> and it was like, man, this guy doesn't have a chance. You know, and so it was a little tough, but I'm, I'm really happy for Sam's success. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry it didn't work out in New York. Eric Coleman, our guest, nine-year NFL vet, again, host a pre- and post-game, just doing it all up in New York in the media up there now. Yeah, Eric, I know you have to go, but I have to ask a defensive question. I know they have uh, C.J. Mosley and Quentin Williams. I know they lost uh, Carl Lawson with an injury. But, man, talk about I've watched them on tape. Talk about this defense, man. They look like they fly around. 
Oh, yeah, this defense is fun to watch, you know. Uh, you know, starting up front, you know, they did lose Carl Lawson, who's a, who's a big-time player, their big, you know, free, uh, preseason acquisition. Lost him with an Achilles in the preseason. Uh, but Quentin Williams is a guy who probably should have been on the Pro Bowl last year, you know, who gets after the quarterback from that three technique and really just applies a lot of pressure. Uh, there's another player, number 94, uh, Polaronzo Fotokasi, who who was really active in the middle of that defense as well. But, you know, when you look on the back end, C.J. Mosley, obviously a guy who came from Baltimore, who's been out for pretty much two years. You know, last two, uh, 2019 had the, uh, the injury that in the first half of the Buffalo game, which is the first game of the season, missed the entire season. Last year he was out because of COVID. So this is really his first impression to make on these Jets fans and I'm telling you what he lost weight he's physical he's playing sideline to sideline and just really done doing a great job of leading these young linebackers uh, on the defense you know we have Hamza Najaldeen who's a rookie from Florida State he was a former safety playing linebacker so uh, you know you kind of get the 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 idea that coach Sala wants speed you know his, his motto is all gas no breaks and that's that's the way these guys play they just play hard they play fast the defense isn't super complicated. They're just going to fly around and hit guys. And, and it's in, a, in, in that sense, it's great to watch. Oh, no doubt about it, man. I appreciate it, Eric Coleman. He was all gas and no breaks. Boom. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, man. At Eric Coleman, if you want to uh, follow him with on the K. Twitter. With a yeah. K. Eric with a K. Uh, he played on some good Jets teams. He played on those two 10 and 6 uh, Jets teams in the early 2000s. I mean, that's uh, that seems like ancient history. It seems like they've been bad forever, Blaine. And when it's a team in New York, <laughs> it, it seems to make it that much worse if you're bad in a big market because you still get a lot of coverage in a big market. You know, I mean, uh, them and the Giants, bad, still getting tons of coverage. Um, the Jets are number 10 in total defense. They're number 30 in total offense. Ooh, that's where the, the defense is going to gradually start going down to the wayside. At 10 right now, man, they better be ready. The offense better be ready to get after these youngsters on defense for the Jets. And the greatest example, you talked about this earlier this week, the defense got worn out against the Broncos. They, they, just, yeah. they were on the field all day. Offense couldn't do anything. They got worn down against the Broncos. They have scored on offense 14 points in week one, six in week two, two field goals, no touchdowns, zero last week. They have not scored a touchdown in eight quarters. I think uh, Zach Wilson has thrown seven interceptions and two touchdowns, and both those touchdowns were thrown to uh, yours truly, Corey Davis. Uh, And I think he's been sacked maybe 15, if I can remember the stats offhand, and been pressured over 30-something, 30, almost 40 times. Yeah, he's – as I mean, they haven't got the offense all like together for Zach Wilson as far as the offensive line and the running game, but they're putting the pieces together. You can see potentially the Jets are going to be pretty solid. You got your franchise quarterback. They just, you know, their their tackle is injured. That humongous human that was at the combine yeah. two years ago, Becton, as he said, he's out. Uh, so you can put pieces around that. Got to get some more playmakers. Got Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Sounds pretty good. That's pretty good duo. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. He has been sacked six times, four times, and five times. See? He has been sacked 15 times <laughs> in three yeah. games. I remember that. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he's, he's taking a beating. And to me, you can kind of destroy a rookie quarterback. Darnold is smiling from head to toe right now because he got out of that hot mess. And then he could start over. And lucky for him, he was young enough because he was still only 21. The guy was a young 
I mean, so and he's in a right system. They got the pieces all together already. All he has to do is go out there and just be a quarterback now and learn the offense. And man, he's shown it. I thought he had great talent. He, to me, his talent is just as good as Zach Wilson. He can throw from every launch angle. He can he can run. He has a good feel for the pocket. What happens is you start pressing, trying to make plays. You're the you know first round pick and your top pick. And then all of a sudden, nothing's coming together, and you're forcing things. And next, you know, you get injured here, you get injured there. You're still trying to play her. Nobody cares about all of that. And then your team is horrible. And he's like, oh, nope, it's not him. I mean, it's not the coach. It's him. No, it's not the quarterback. It's Adam Gase. Blaine, he is Sam Darnold, who it seems like has been in the league getting beat up in New York forever. He's uh, 24 years old. Yeah, he's still a young player. 24 years old. Yeah, I think they drafted him when he was 20, turning 21, <laughs> something like that. He, he was young, a young, yeah, a young, uh, you know, draft pick. <clears throat> so, yeah, he's going to be pretty good for a long time. He has a skill set. The Panthers have been really the surprise team. And, and watching McCaffrey go down, non contact injury, Ooh. as great and as dangerous as he is. Again, points to and this, this all, everything comes back to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, he's touching it thirty times a game. He's been the most durable guy. I mean, you better knock on wood. Do we have wood yeah, in here? I'll be, yeah, I think the underside of this counter. But yeah, Chris. I mean, this is two years in a row. Yep. So he may be on a chopping block, McCaffrey. You can't make that season. much money and not be available. Yeah. yeah. Two, two years in a row. It can happen one year, two years, and if it happens. <laughs> You better make sure it happens in that first year of a huge contract. Yeah. Which then did. they're locked in, yeah. you know, for like three years. Yeah. So it's it going to give them it – may, it may give them another year, but that's a new head coach down there. He may be – you know, this is going on this, what, third year or second year? Last year was the first, first year, year, I think, of the big contract. So, like you said, he he nailed it timing-wise, but then he gets hurt again this year. That's tough. And, and the guy that the Titans fans have to keep an eye on is Darrington Evans. Now, he doesn't have a huge contract. He's a draft pick. This is two years now, and the skill set that he's got. Think about kickoffs and how poorly the Titans are performing. This is a guy with with experience. They start blocking though. Yeah. I mean, guys are getting smashed. Oh, poor! Uh, I saw McNichols get up one time. I was like, he was like, man, I don't. You, Chester Rogers, you had his back. <laughs> well, Vrabel got asked about. You know, did it? I think it was David Beauclair who asked, "Is it helping?" You know, Chester that he's just the punt returner, not the kick returner. And Vrabel goes, "It's helping him not get killed." <laughs> that's your head coach yeah, saying that. doing too well on kickoff return and i wonder if it's because most guys just assuming that it's going to go into the end zone and then it's not and then it's too late to get your block a clean good block man sheesh. i don't know if they could pay me enough money right you know be the kick returner right now if i if i had oh no way i couldn't do it i'd, I'd be just like oh my gosh this just put me over over the top Darrington Evans, uh, a a big time kick returner at App State in his day. So he's and a guy catcher out of the backfield. Yeah. He does a lot of different things. You can put him in a slot. Guess you, what though? You can draft another guy and cut that kid. And that's exactly he, he's got to play. It better not yeah. be. We'll get to week fourteen, and all of a sudden he can play like last year, and then he looks like a bolt of lightning. <laughs> yeah, because you have been sitting there relaxing and healing <laughs> up. What did he have last year? What was wrong with his hamstring? What was it? Hamstring, I think. Man, he looked like a totally different player. He made me lose my voice right there. I'm so discouraged. Like, I don't, I don't know. These young guys are always straining something. Take care of your bodies, man. This is, be a pro's pro. Yeah, wait till year 10 and you start having some tightness. <laughs> but a guy like that, 
and you talk about this all the time. You say it jokingly, hydration. And, and people are like, why well, is Blaine always talking about Gatorade with hamstrings? Dude, whatever it is, they need to do it. Yeah, hydration is tied to it. Flexibility is tied to it. I mean, yeah. but that's your job. Like, everything hinges on those hamstrings. I mean, go do a yoga class, dude. It's a community center. That's your job. I mean, but see, but see, a lot of them don't know. That's why you got to yeah. ask the vets. Yeah. Because they were always the best player in college. Oh, I just had to just show up. I just showed up. Yeah. App State, I just showed up. I was yeah. moonwalking over those uh, Sunbelt dudes. Went to those football parties and up just going on with the kegs and everything. Boone, North Carolina, it's scenic. Yeah. Just had a good time. App State, there, yeah. Four years. I stopped that now. Well, they could use him. Uh, here's our question. We'll hit you up uh, with our poll question when we come back. You can go and answer it, and people are kind of piling in to answer it, at Blaine and Mickey on Twitter. Uh, if you're so inclined, give us a follow there. We just ask a simple question today. Do you worry about overuse with Derrick Henry? Now, think about it. What do you think fans think? We'll share this with you next. If you want to talk about it, you can hit the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. And we have stats to back up the question. That's next. Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up? Thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, Asked this question about Derrick Henry. Are you worried about overuse? Um, Donovan weighed in on Zone TV uh, chat. He said, I'm not worried because I don't see the Titans running him into the ground. They just needed him the past three games as the passing game has struggled. That's what he says there. So he's not worried. Let's check the uh, the poll, though, and see where everybody else is. So right now... I've just got another vote. Do you worry about overuse with Derrick Henry? Blaine and Mickey Twitter. Follow us there again. You can check in by phone, 615-737-1045 on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Do you worry about overuse? Yes, 34.3%. No, a cool 65.7%. Scott says it will even out as the season progresses and others get healthy. Jordan says this man is on pace for 521 touches. That's almost 30 more than the record. <laughs> and I, I would assume the record includes who would be in that. Eric Dickerson would be one of them. I think CJ2K has the touch record. He's, he's up there. He's got to be right now number one, you think? I think the 2000 is now somebody's going to immediately tweet us or tell us we're Somebody wrong. tweeted out the top four or five running backs carries. Only carries per year, but uh, that would put him on pace. Then that would put him on pace for over 2,000 again, too, of course. Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm a little concerned because usually looking at the King's history, doesn't he usually rev up that first first month there, uh, Lucas? And he doesn't have as big a stats as he's had thus far. And you could say, oh, it's because we're behind. But at the same time, and they've needed him, which they're going to use. I don't think they're going to kind of conserve him at all. They're going to try to win at all costs. He didn't have a game like he had in Seattle, 180 yards plus, until week 10, two years ago, and until week six, one year ago. This is the fastest start he's ever gotten off to. So the Titans record is CJ2K. Here is, this is pro football reference, leaders in touches in a season. Number one all-time is James Wilder, who was a Buccaneers running back. He got 492 touches in 1984. Larry Johnson in Kansas City had a monster. Oh, that's who it was. Larry Johnson was on there. 457. And then these guys fell off after that. 
You know who number number three is on the list for a season? I'm a guess. Marshall Folk. Oh, no, you know him real well. Like, played with him. Uh-oh. Eddie George. Is Eddie George's number three? Number three. What was his carry? Touches, I mean. 453 in the year 2000. 453 touches. And EG, it was like Derrick Henry, like, oh no, I'm available. Oh no, I'm 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 still available. Oh no, I'm I'm available. EG was always available. Man, that I guy. just think about four hundred and something times you got hit. <laughs> and, and, and the record is four ninety two. James Wilder, and and the Derrick Henry's on pace for five twenty one. Over five hundred. I hope over the season that the caller is right that that kind of levels out. I know Henry the King is is a cyborg and he can do things that's never been done before. But man, if he gets up to that, that'd be remarkable and still stay relatively healthy throughout this whole time. That'd be that'd be man, that's something special. The CJ two K number special. is total yards that people keep saying that Derrick Henry could hit. It's twenty five hundred and, and change yards, not touches. So yeah, uh, James Wilder, which Google him, kids. That man was a beast until the Bucks ran him in the ground in the 80s. Um, 492, Derrick Henry on pace for more than 500. And what brought this up was the Titans put out their um, their auxiliary notes every week. Like on Thursday, you get a tweet from the from the media relations department, and it's all these or, or cra- email. It, 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 yes, sorry, email. You get a, an email full of all these crazy facts, uh, and I don't know how they find all of them. But here was the one on Derrick Henry this week, and we joked about this last week. Just every week, he's the first in the NFL or the first in history to do something. It's almost like, oh, okay, what what is it now? Mm. Here's this week's. Derrick Henry has 3,276 rushing yards in his last 25 regular season games. That's a record. That's the most in NFL history by any player over a stretch of 25 regular season games. So here we go again with King Henry is doing something that nobody has ever done. And there's a hundred and what one years now of NFL football. And this guy is the one man walking the earth. Who's done that again. And this is not surprising to him. Cause you go look at his entire history of his career, not as an NFL player throughout his whole entire time, ever playing football. He's been the best at every level. So he's not shocked at all, and then he feels like he can keep it going. So this man, this is this is this is remarkable. We're watching something we don't even realize how special he is. I mean, he keeps evolving too, by the way. Yeah, and, and working on his weaknesses. Yep, his lateral quickness has improved. His hands have improved. His route running has improved. I mean, this guy, and let alone, I mean, he's still running like he always runs. I'm sure he's better at that too. Uh, so he he just needs to work on his left hand straight arm. That's the only thing left. I mean, man, he's, whew. I mean, it, it, by the way, when you watch tape and you say, dang, man, they get him the ball a lot of different ways, man, screens, draws, dump downs, and then they hand the ball to him. I'd be like, oh, this is like high school in the 80s. They just hand it to their best player and let him run. Right. That's what it, he's doing this in the NFL. <laughs> I was like, what? Everybody in the stadium knows he's getting the ball, and they still can't <laughs> stop, stop him. I mean, this is uh, in a, a week after week. It's crazy, man. It hats off, tip the cap to him and his offensive line and, all, you know, the tight ends who's all blocking. It, this is crazy.
<laughs> it, man, and it, and he looks like it's kind of easy. It, it looks like it's kind of easy. Like I don't see him taking big shots, like big hits. Now I mean, he may say otherwise, but you know when you're getting hit by another 300 pound guy right. and you go down, but it looks like he's always sliding and falling forward. They have to literally get him four yards back from backfield before you know he gets knocked down. Before it looked like. Oh, man, that was a tough hit. Ooh. Right. And then when he's in the backfield and he gets tackled for a loss, it's like they're around his leg, so he kind of goes down without taking a punishing blow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man, it's, whew, this is special. And he's not like the Earl Campbell type where he just gets the ball and starts looking for people to run over. He's looking for contact. He's actually trying to avoid it and run away from people. Which is it's such a smart thing. Like he's a small guy. Yes, he That's is. That's the mindset. But yet he's a big guy that can still bowl you over. But guess what? I'm going to look for this crease, and I'm going to hit it, and I'm gone. And then ask Darius Leonard, like, okay, if I got to finish it, I'll just finish it. Wham! And he knocked the guy six yards back. Or he'll just run right by him like he did Diggs for uh, Seattle Seahawks. That, 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 that's free safety. <laughs> he was hot. He threw his helmet. He ran at him and then around him. Well, you know, what happens is guys in the meeting room, you know, jokingly be, be all week go like, that ain't not going to be me. He's not going to get me. He's not that fast. I can catch him. I got the angle. I'm a giddy. And then when it happened, he knows as soon as they get to me, win, lose, or draw, because they lost. He can't draw. That they were going to come get him in, in the meeting room. Yeah, man, you said that wasn't going to happen to you, man. He got you. He outran you. That big son of a gun ran by you. Yeah, then you, you got to look. The angle. You were running right at him, yeah. and he still ran around. Just, you. How fast are you? Oh, I don't think you could beat my grandma. Yeah, so they they hit him low, man. Yeah, even when you lose, they still cracking. They they cracking on you in there. The other thing you said, and I know Lucas, before you yell at us, I know we got to take a break. Your thing is when you get to him, just blow it, just go. Don't 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 jog your feet. Just Go. Yeah. Be ready for yeah, go and go be ready for the cross chop on the straight arm yeah. and then go right aim at low thigh. That way you hit him right near the knee and you wrap him up and lasso him up mm-hmm. like a like a cow. Like a cattle. Yep. Oh, I already have my plan. You better go in with a plan or you are defeated instantly. You better have a plan because that plan may not even work. There's a good chance, yeah. That but it most may of these work. guys aren't even coming up with a plan. <laughs> Just pray. They're like, oh, I'm going to get them. No, you better think this out. This guy's doing this to everybody. All right, Lucas is barking at us. We got to go. Uh, hour number two coming up. Doug oh. Matthews in a little over 20 minutes. Vols are going to Missouri this week. I think they can win there. I think they do. We'll talk about that with Doug Matthews coming up. Headlines next. It's Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. They-